everybody. This is the CTC staff conversations series. We're checking in with our CTC staff so that you can get to know them a little better. We can connect with you and we can just let you know what's going on with the theater and how we've been doing and a little bit more about us. So my very first staff conversation is, guess who? It's Maggie Katie. Hooray! Hey. Hi, Maggie. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. You know, it's, uh, it's been a long year, but I'm, uh, I'm feeling okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's definitely been a a lot. It's been a crazy time. Um, but we're, uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So we're uh, coming up. So I just have a bunch of questions and I'm just going to go into them. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know, um, can you describe your job at the theater and how long you've worked at the theater? Yeah, absolutely. So I am the general manager of the theater. I have been working, I've been on the staff at the CTC since 2012. Uh, and I first started as the communications director. And then at some point we were like, well, that job doesn't really describe what you do anymore. So we'll call it a general manager now. Uh, So as the general manager, I do a lot of different things. I am in charge of kind of just keeping everything in the theater moving, keeping everything like going along. So that can mean everything from like, if you ask, uh, if you call the box office or you like send us a question via email, usually, that'll come to me and I will get you an answer. Um, But I also am coordinating uh, everything with both our, I coordinate everything that is coming from the CTC and going out to the public. So that can mean press releases that are going out, the newsletters that I send out um, every week. I write all of those. Uh, like Facebook posts, um, all that kind of stuff, but also I'm in charge of making sure that we're getting like uh, that our graphic designer and scenic designer Rebecca is getting out posters and uh, brochures and all that kind of stuff. Um, So broadly speaking, I think of myself as making sure that people know what we're doing um, and that uh, they have a good experience when they come to the theater. Yeah, that's great. I think um, especially lately, well, over the last like several years, I've been involved with the theater for many years and everybody always kind of says, um, like Maggie does everything. And she's like, yeah, she's like kind of the backbone of the theater. I've heard Chris say that a lot. Um, How does that make you feel when you hear people say that type of thing? I mean, it's, it's nice. It's, it's good because a lot of the work is just like me sitting at a computer. Um, and some days that feels very, uh, some days it feels really great. And like, I'm working with everybody really closely and getting to interact and communicate with a lot of people. Um, and like seeing people at the theater when we're doing shows and stuff like that is always a great time. And sometimes it's like, it's very alone because sometimes it's just me like working on a grant application that nobody else is 
like everybody else is working on a million other things. And I'm just still working on this application that I've been doing for two weeks by myself. Um, and sometimes that can get really kind of like isolating. And so I need to, that's part of what I, I miss uh, during the pandemic is it's really nice being able to be in the theater with the rest of the staff and just talking to everybody and seeing everybody and um, just getting to remember that sense of like, we're all in this together and we're all working on this together. Um, so I, I, I miss that. And I look forward to, to when we get to do that again, but it, it's nice to, to be that people um, appreciate what I do. That's nice. Yeah, definitely. I think I've always kind of generally known, like, yeah, Maggie does a lot. Yeah, like, Maggie's awesome. And then ever since I've been working at the theater, I'm like, my jaw is like, it's a table. Like, well, yeah. you, you guys don't know. I do, I, do, I do a lot of stuff. And then there's the other thing, which is true for basically everybody on the staff, is it's like, we have our jobs that we do for the theater. And then we also do theater. So it's like, I'll spend all day working on stuff and then go and do the lights for the show or go to rehearsal because I'm stage managing or I'm directing something. Um, and you know, all of that stuff is the really, really fun part of the job. Um, and the rest of it is what, it, I, I enjoy all of the work that I do. Well, m most of the work that I do, there's some really boring stuff out there, but most of the work is really fun. Uh, but it's all so that we all get to do the fun part where we get to make up plays with all of our friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what actually brought you to the theater? Like what brought you to Rhode Island? In case those of you don't know, Maggie originally from Kansas and um, then you can talk about it from there. Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in Kansas and uh, anyone who saw my parents' story on Maine last week uh, will know that I grew up kind of traveling around with my parents who are performers. They're jugglers and mimes and uh, the, their tagline is uh, mime juggling and other nonsense. Uh, and so I grew up doing a lot of all of that, uh, which was great. So I, I, I was in my first show when I was six months old and uh, kind of did theater steadily forever since then. And I, when I was in college, um, I was, uh, I needed a work study job um, for part of my financial aid. And so it was like, okay, I'll go and I'll look on the, the, the college website where they have like all the different jobs you can get. And I was like, maybe I'll get lucky and I could get a job at like a library or something. And the first job on the list was theater technician. And I was like, oh, well, that, that's my job. That's, it's the first one on the list and it's just there waiting for me. Um, so I applied and I got it. And so I started working, uh, in the theater department doing hanging lights. Um, and, uh, there was this, uh, other guy who was working there, uh, and, uh, who, who we were like the only two students who were doing that job, um, that year. And so, um, I got to know him and his name is Chris Simpson. Uh, and so that's how I met Chris and, uh, after, so we became friends and then a couple of years, uh, later I came up to visit the, the CTC 
because Chris, uh, Chris managed to convince a lot of people who we went to college with to come live here for varying lengths of time, but at least I can think of four other people who he convinced to come uh, <laughs> live in Rhode Island for a while, which is pretty impressive. He's a very persuasive guy. So uh, I came to visit and the first show that I saw here was Romeo and Juliet. Uh, which was the four-person version with Chris, Amy Lee Connell, Sean Fennell, and Nevin Richards. And it was great. I, I, I was just so excited. Um, and I, I just thought it was fantastic. Um, and so later that year, I came to see Composition um, by Andy Hoover, the great my wonderful friend, Andy Hoover. And then uh, I came and I hung lights at the Wakefield Arts and Entertainment Festival, WAIF, um, for Red Herring. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and then a year later, Chris convinced me to come live in Rhode Island. Um, and I moved up here and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll stay there for like a year um, or whatever. I don't really, I, I didn't really have any set plans for how long I was going to stay. Um, and those plans have definitely turned into indefinite, um, <laughs> which is great, it's wonderful. Um, but I, I moved up here and uh, just started working and uh, have had a great time ever since. That's great. Um, what, was there something that made you, that kind of flicked in you that you, where you realized, I think this is my home now. I think this is where I want to stay. Mm, that's a great question. Um, so the people at the CTC were so great. And just as I started working on shows, I was like, these are like, I feel like I, like, these are my people. <laughs> Everyone's just so nice and fun and thoughtful and uh everyone it's like i feel like it's so easy to end up in processes where it's either taken too seriously or not seriously enough um and i felt like every project i worked on at the ctc was like just the right level of like this is good and fun um and and it was like oh yeah well that's what i want to that's that's what I want um and so it, it just always it just made sense there was there was never any reason to leave <laughs> I guess uh, and there were a lot of reasons to stay yeah I can totally relate to that I mean obviously I already live in Rhode Island but once you I feel like once you do a show this is not meant to be an advertisement for CTC but I mean come I mean right. you should work here um but yeah you do a show here and then you're like wow this is really great it's really refreshing it, it is it's fun it's challenging it, you're pushing yourself in ways you didn't think you could and also you're having a great time and you're in this great community so it's it is it's like a little treasured uh, gift down right. in, yeah in what's your favorite thing about your job or just working at the theater yeah that's a good question uh i really like the one of the things that I that I enjoy getting as a um, as a staff member is that I get to know every kind of group of people that the theater interacts with. 
Um, so I know the actors really well, um, both from working on shows and, um, and from kind of like the staff perspective. Um, so I, I get to know the ensemble really well, but then I also know like the board of directors really well. And I know audience members really well because I, I like work the box office and I talk to everybody on the phone when they call the box office and you get to know all the people because they, we're lucky to have so many wonderful people who come again and again to the theater. Uh, and so you get to know those people. And I really like knowing all of the different cross sections of people because there's really cool and interesting people in all of those groups and they don't all know each other. Um, so I, I appreciate that from the staff perspective, I get to do um, that. And in the actual work, it's nice to get to see things that make the experience better for people, like things that I do. <laughs> um, uh, like a, a couple of years ago, it was like our, our membership system was good. We had lots of like happy members, but I was like, I feel like there's like a better way to do this. And so I just kind of came up with like a new system and we got so many more memberships and people were so much happier. And I was like, this is wonderful. This is a thing that I did that made people's experience of the theater better. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice to feel like you're moving in a, a direction and then you can actually see the end result of it. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty rewarding, pretty gratifying, I would think. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on like art a little bit because like your primary role is um, not as artistic really, but I do see you as one of the core artists of the company. I'm sure you probably see yourself that way as well. You definitely are. Um, what, where do you see yourself going as an artist within the theater over the next several years? Like whether it be lighting design or in performing or directing how do you see yourself growing in that those ways? Mm, that's great. I think that the the area that feels the most to me like there's a lot for me to discover and explore is directing. I mean, like I, I'm very lucky that on the artistic side, I've gotten to do almost every job that exists, uh, like working on a show. Uh, costume design, I think is like the, is, is the main thing that pops into my head that I haven't done, but uh, like directing, performing, stage managing, doing the lighting design, sound design. Like I, I've done all of those things, um, like building all the sets and everything. Um, and directing for me is a really fun and exciting one because it's something that really scared me. Um, uh, for a long time and then people are, like Chris was like you should just do it and here's here's a show go direct it and uh, you know I feel better about shows that I've directed more recently than than my earliest shows but those I still feel good about those earliest shows like my first directing project was for a directing class that Chris taught and I directed uh, The Little Prince I like did an adaptation of that and it I, that was like so much fun and it was such a good experience 
And for directing, I feel like there's always more ways to discover stuff and more ways to work and different. I feel like there's a lot, there's so many different kinds of plays out there. And there's so many different kinds of plays that I haven't directed yet. Um, so I'm excited to get to explore more in all of those directions and to find more within shows. I feel like I, I have a very, like I, I feel like I figured out kind of like my way of working more or less. Um, and I think that it's time for me to also try other people's ways of working and like folding those into how I work. Um, I'm a very like, I, I'm very positive as a director. I don't do a lot of, like we don't sit down and, and do a lot of reading at the beginning and talking about things for too long. Except when I did the Scriker, we had to talk about stuff a lot, but the Scriker was a very weird show and a very complicated show. Um, and a whole lot of fun. I think that's that, that, that was the, the show that like expanded my directing the most um, because it's got like these three core cast members that are doing like really intense and also really weird stuff. And then there's also another 15 people who are all doing lots of weird stuff the whole time. And so that, that was really interesting and exciting to figure it out um, and figure out how to handle all of that. This is long-winded, but I hope that it makes some sense. Um, but I, I, I think that there, there's, uh, there's, there's ways for me to try to explore different sides of directing and try on different people's styles, I guess. Yeah, I think um, it's in some ways it's uh, for, for me too, I feel the same way as a director. Like I'm still, there's a lot of room to grow there. And I think probably for you and for me and for like some others in the company, like a lot of the directing falls to us because we're the people who are ready to do it at this moment. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of have to all kind of push ourselves to, if we want to do a show, like one of us has to probably direct it. Somebody, somebody has to direct everything. Has to. Yeah. <laughs> and so I find myself reading plays that I wouldn't have normally thought of myself as being able to direct and especially recently and thinking, oh, I think I, I think I could approach that. I think I, it's it's different, and that's that's how we expand. So, right. And sometimes you just have to find the like thing that kind of unlocks it for you. Mm -hmm. I remember I like I I first read the Scriker for also for a directing class that Chris taught. Chris teaches good directing classes. If you ever get a chance to take them, I took it I think four times. I was I read the Scriker and I was like, this is great. Uh, this is really interesting. I would love to do this one day, but I could never like physically imagine how I would do it on our stage in the theater. And so for years I was just like, I'm just not, I, I just like, I, I just can't wrap my head around it. And then one day I was just like, oh, I should do it outside. And then suddenly like, it was all like, oh, oh, this, this makes sense, this makes sense, this makes sense. And once I figured out that it needed to be an outdoor show, it, everything about it made more sense to me. 
and I was finding all these new things in it. And I felt so much more confident about the idea of directing it because I had like figured out the right framework for myself. That happened to me for Peter and the Starcatcher also. When I read Peter and the Starcatcher by myself, I was like, yeah, this is okay. And then we read it, like we just got a group of people together to read a couple of plays that we were thinking about doing. And we got people together and they were reading it. And I was like, oh, hearing other people read it, it's so much more fun than it was just alone in my head. Uh, and they're like all of these ideas just started like spinning in my head. Um, it also coincided with, we had a visiting teacher named Sean Kinley, who is awesome. I love Sean. Um, he's from Calgary, Canada. And he was, he visited and he showed us this like cool technique of um, like physical theater work called band mame, um, which is all, of, it, it was all about um, pers like perspective shifting. You show like little fingers that represent a person walking and then you shift the perspective and you see the person walking and you see like you can have people be the environment behind them moving so it, it looks like they're walking and it, it just had all of these different interesting ways of looking at um theater and and i when i was listening to peter and the star catcher then i was like oh my goodness this is all like there's so many opportunities to use the band mame um, in the show because it, it talks so much about kind of the different uh, ships and you see the ships. So when we did it, we had people playing the ships. We would have like three person, three people using their hands to all make the ship. And it was really cool. So sometimes you just need the right thing to strike you to like make all of those connections start going in your head. And yeah, sometimes like that can just be like other people. Once you, you don't even have to have it before you start working on a show a lot of times the way that I direct is it's like you'll do something on stage and then I'll be like oh now I know what we need to do in this scene because you inspired me and then hopefully I'll inspire you and we just get into an inspiration loop <laughs> yeah thank you for sharing all of that because I do think that the role of the director is kind of a mystery to a lot of people that don't actually do theater Excuse me, like when you work on a play, obviously you know who the director is, but I think people watching the play, you never know. Like you can be sitting in the audience, you never quite know, even when you do theater, what it is that they did, the director did, you really don't know. And sometimes I have directed a play and I watch it and I won't know because it's all, it's all a collaboration and it's all, you're building off of the people in the room and ideas and then someone says this and then it triggers this. And so it's really a, collaborative process. I, I, I agree. I see the director as kind of like almost like the lead sort of collaborator and like let's let's bring all the ideas together to form like one thing. Right. To make it all happen and make sense. Yeah. Chris often describes, you can talk to Chris about this, I'm sure when you when you do a, a conversation with Chris, but uh, a way that he describes it that I always like is it's the, the director is the first audience member no one else has seen the show yet. And so they, every time they watch it, they have to be the first audience member who is experiencing this show. And uh, because part of 
being an actor is that you are the only person who can't see what you're doing and can't see what it looks like. So whatever is in your head that you think you're doing might be what you're doing, but it might not be what you're doing. And, and what you're trying to get across might not be what you're actually getting across. And that's why the director is so important because that's the only way that that's the person who can tell you what's working, what's not working and who can tell you what you're doing even. Yeah. Acting is strange like that. It's like a blind, <laughs> blind art form. Yeah. That's part of why, you know, performing is both like exhilarating and terrifying because you'll never, you'll never see it. Yep. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. That's really, really insightful. I appreciate that. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. Let's see. I have other like prepared questions, but I think we've covered a lot. Switching gears a bit. Mm -hmm. um, do you mind if I ask about your health? How How is your health? Yeah, I don't mind at all. Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, so as people may or may not know, I got diagnosed last July with breast cancer. Um, and I've been in treatment ever since then. I'm doing pretty good. I, I've gone through, you know, I, I, I did my surgeries last fall and I went through chemo this winter um, and now I'm in radiation. And once I get that done, then I'm, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll still have some treatments going on, but that's the, the bulk of it. And with the chemo behind me, that's the, that's the, definitely the, the hardest part. So I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling positive. Uh, I got my first vaccine, so that, uh, makes life easier, uh, and more positive. And, uh, you know, in a, in a weird way, it's, uh, it's, if this was going to happen to me, it's lucky that it happened now when I had the time to devote to just like, to just doing it and to, to go into all the appointments and to resting and getting better. Um, but I'm feeling pretty positive about it all. And, uh, you know, uh, cancer is one of those things that you're never really done with. Um, but it's, I'm getting through the, the, the hardest phases and everyone has been so wonderful and supportive, both from the, like from the theater ensemble has been, they, everyone's been so supportive and wonderful. And so many audience members um, have sent me so many nice notes um, and so much encouragement. And I really appreciate um, that everyone's been so, so wonderful. But the bottom line is I'm feeling good. That's great. Um, has it, it, this may seem like a cliche of a question, but has it changed your perspective in terms of theater or what you, where you see yourself in it, what's important and all those things? Yeah. Um, you know, a part of me says like, we'll see, because I, I haven't been doing anything uh, like that much theater uh, since all of this has happened. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of patience. And I think that for me, partially like the, the opposite has been true where it's, 
like theater has gotten me ready for having to do this um, because it's a, it's a lot of just going, like ju just taking things as they come and, and being like, okay, this is what's true now. We'll accept that and figure out what we do next. And that is what theater is all about. I do a lot of improv and that's all of what improv is, is like taking things as they come and just figuring out how to, to move forward with them. And with scripted theater too, like within the, within the process, it's all like things happen and, and you figure out how you're gonna move forward with them. And so that's how I've approached this and um, just staying positive uh, and, and ready and appreciating my, uh, my physical therapist, she's wonderful. And uh, she, she had um, cancer previously also. And she always describes, she's like, take the cancer perks where you can find them. Um, whether that's like <laughs> people bringing me a pie um, or it's uh, getting the vaccine uh, when I can, uh, appreciate the cancer perks. Um, and so, I think that I'll, I'll take with me from all of this that just appreciating the community and appreciating all of the support that, that you can get. I'll, I'll be interested. I'll, I'll be interested like a year from now, if I have uh, like a, a different answer to this question, if I discover as I do more theater, what I've taken with me from this um, into that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine that it wouldn't have changed a perspective and an approach, but like, who knows in what, in what ways I think we're, we're going to, a lot of us are going to find that out once we right. get back I think, to it. You know, like everyone's, it'll be, yeah, going back to theater, going back to everything in life, like we're all going to be different people than we were when, when we were all last together a year ago. In some ways that'll be hard, I'm sure. And uh, we'll, we'll all be different and we'll all have to find new ways of um, dealing with everything and approaching things. I think I'm gonna feel really positive um, about everything. Like just getting to do theater will feel really nice. Yeah, it's definitely. I think one of the things that I miss the most is the, the connections with, with people and yeah. Having theater be such a connected um, art form that you cannot do alone. Um, yeah. I think I think once we get back into that swing of things when we're doing this in a group, um, I think it will be it will, it will be something that we've we've missed. So I guess like we kind of touched on this, but kind of one one more question is um, what are your kind of this again, another kind of Barbara Walters-ish question, but like what are your hopes and dreams for the future in terms of either yourself or for the theater? You know, I, I feel, I feel really lucky that, <laughs> that the, that the CTC is still here and the CTC is going to be here and we're extremely confident in that, which is nice. But what exactly are we going to be able to do for the next year is still a big question mark. So my hope is that we can get back to all of those things that we love so much to, to getting to do really connected performances and processes together. And my, my hope, I guess this is like a, a fear hope, I suppose, if that makes sense. Uh, 
coming out of the pandemic, uh, my fear is that my focus, that I feel like this, this whole year between, uh, you know, there's, there's both the, the pandemic has just made like focusing on one thing so hard, like in, in a day, it's so hard to, to like focus and get all the work done. Um, and then at the same time, you know, uh, the the chemo uh like people talk about chemo brain and not being able to focus on things quite right anymore so my hope is that as i get back into doing all of this that um i'm able to find that rhythm again and to find that both the like day-to-day doing the the my general manager job focus um and also being able to like direct a show again um because that sounds like such a big endeavor right now, uh, since we haven't been doing any of that recently. So I am sure that I will get back to a place where all of that is possible. So that's a very low level hope, but it is still, that's kind of like the, I sometimes describe that there are things that I'm, I feel like I'm coming towards and I can't see what's behind it because it's looming so large in my field of vision. And right now, like, can I do all of these things again? Can I uh, get back to that is looming so large for me that the other side is going to be an exciting mystery and surprise. (laughs) Yeah, I totally, totally um, identify with that. I think a lot of people are, you know, getting the whole, we want to go back to normal, but it feels daunting to, to get back into that grind, especially the way the CTC used to run, which will probably be again. It was, a, it was quite a constant grind all year. We do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, uh, yeah, I, I have at various points in time had to count up the number of events that we do. And it's a, hundreds. We do hundreds of events every year. I think it's like close to 300 events mm-hmm. a year. And it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff to work on. Yeah. And I think um, like where, I think that's part of the challenge of being a theater uh, maker going forward is we have to now tailor this art form that is so like of of the now and like feeding off the present moment into whatever that present moment is coming out of this. I don't, I don't necessarily know that we can fully approach it the same way that right. we've been because I think audience focus and attention is going to be different and they're going to want different things and the performers are going to want different things and different things are going to feel fulfilling to us that we want to work on so it's yeah it's exciting and daunting but uh we're ready to we're ready to take it on yeah yeah I think one of the other one of the things that both the pandemic and cancer have taught me is like taking taking the time that you need um because cancer is a lot of like some some days are good days and some days are bad days and on those bad days, sometimes you just have to take the time. So figuring out how, how can we take, take that time that we need going forward um, when we suddenly are back in a world that has deadlines and opening nights and, uh, and all of that. Um, so I think that that's a, a good challenge for all of us to, to take. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited (laughs) to be taking that challenge with with you and with everyone at CTC and I hope everyone else out there is uh, just as uh, excited and happy as we are. We use that word a lot at CTC, excited. And um, that's how we feel. 
Yeah, we are excited. <laughs> We're excited okay. to see all of you again, all those people. Yep, absolutely. So thank you very much, Maggie, Katie, for taking the time to talk to me. It's been a really great conversation and I look forward to uh, working with you in the building again sometime soon. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, the, the theater misses you. We've still got, it's, it's both sad and wonderful that the walls are still painted for our um, whodunit from March, 2020. Um, so it makes me happy and sad to see them. <laughs> yeah, we'll be painting them fresh again. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh yeah, everyone should see the lobby because the lobby looks really cool now. Um, we've gotten a lot of cool stuff done and uh, the gardens are starting to bloom. We've got crocuses and daffodils and I'm excited because the tulips should be coming up in a couple of weeks. So there's nice, nice things still exist in the world. Yes, that's <laughs> a great way. It's a great sentiment to go off on. So thank you again. And thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll have another staff conversation next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.